This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of My Old Man Said, and joining me for a podcast that's starting to warm up. It's getting hot. Feisty. Mr. Chris Bird and Mr. Phil Shaw, welcome. How are you? Hello. Uh, hello. Are you still alive, Phil Shaw? Well, I'm still alive, but I, I'm isolating, so I've joined the isolation, <laughs> it's Phil's the isolation club. Phil's taking one yeah, for the team this there's time. Always one of you that, always one of you that has to isolate. Phil's been to Nottingham. Luckily, Jack Grealish doesn't have to isolate. He is back in Villa training. We'll leave it there until later on in the podcast. How are you, uh, Mr. Phil Shaw? I bet you're glad the new Swansea manager was announced after last episode. Never in doubt, was it? <laughs> medium up it's one, medium nil. For, for those who uh, didn't listen to uh, the last episode, we introduced uh, the segment Medium Muppets, which has returned to the show based on the uh, the website column that uh, will be back in action soon. But in the first one, uh, I asked Phil to bring up uh, whatever he thought was the Medium Muppet activity of the week. And uh, he said the links of John Terry to the Swansea job and how it was kind of two plus two is five. And we released the show and the next day, uh, John Terry resigned. So we're thinking, <laughs> Ah, oh, shit. Uh, this may undermine the uh, credibility of Media Muppets, which is never wrong. And uh, luckily, just as we are recording this show, uh, Swansea have confirmed their new manager, who is... Not John Terry. Russell Martin. The MK Dons manager, which uh, no Chelsea connections there, so uh, there you go. Uh, Mr. Bird, how are you? Not bad. Not too bad, thank you. Back on the road, out of isolation. Free man. Yeah. Free man now. Thank you very much. How's everything with you? Uh, no, yeah, not too bad. Just uh, preparing for the uh, the return to the Villa world. Uh, now that apparently uh, Villa have fixed the uh, internet issue, uh, well, for EE customers, and mm-hmm. uh, I, f- I realised I was actually at the end of my contract with uh, three, and I can't really actually get reception in my house. So I thought, well, oh, let's switch to EE. So uh, To get your Villa burner phone ready. So I could actually use my phone at Villa and hopefully use it in my own house as well because the other one struggles. So there I was, I think, yeah, let's do it. So I, I, uh, I sent off, you send a text to get your pack code, which allows you to keep your number 
And as soon as I sent that, I thought that was just it gives you a number and then you you know you, you go on and you got to cancel your contract and everything. But apparently it just cancels it automatically. Because right. uh, I got a message from three going, uh, oh, please don't go. Please, please don't leave us. Oh, no. It's, it's, like, the, it's like it's the Christian Perslow of phone companies, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to pay you 200 grand a week, David. We're flying in the big guns from America. <laughs> but no, then I, then I read the small print and... Uh, Apparently, because of the old Brexit thing, uh, EE, if you go abroad, in terms of roaming, you'll have to pay £2 a, a day to use your phone abroad. Because, which, because uh, you, like Jack Grealish, want to play in Europe. Yeah, no, exactly. It's got so many uh, crossover puns there on that, <laughs> on that little story. Right, coming up in the show, obviously, uh, we are recording this show... Uh, before the week of the madness kicks off so this is not a podcast so will he stay won't he stay we will talk about the the story of both sides so it's more of a a think piece rather than whether he will or not because if he suddenly declares himself to the villa cause on monday this is out of date or if he fucks off to manchester city it's also out of date so we will just talk about uh the thinking behind uh both potential uh, decisions so we'll also catch up on uh, the latest villa news including the signing of uh, leon bailey from Bayern leverkusen before getting into the three points and then uh, uh, having a little closer look at Leon Bailey before getting into uh, the big uh, Grealish debates. And of course, we'll uh, have a little uh, medium Muppets as well thrown in there. First, before we kick off, uh, just a shout out to uh, Free Trade, the commission free trading app that supports the show at the moment. Uh, if you uh, sign up, you get a free share on My Own Man Said, a uh, free share between £3 and £200. Free Trade uh, is the app. It's a fine tech app where the millennials are basically making all finance and all the difficult stuff easier for us nowadays. So uh, this app makes it easier for you to buy shares to help grow your personal wealth long term. As with all investments, your capital is at risk and the value of your portfolio can go up as well as down. But uh, go to freetrade.io slash moms, M-O-M-S, to uh, all you do is just fund your account and you get your free share and it normally pops up between seven and ten days. So uh, please do uh, check that out. Also, uh, do follow us, uh, the podcast on Twitter at my old man said it's different from my personal account and uh, join the uh, the mad few uh, facebook group as well which is dedicated to the show also follow the show on uh, instagram as well at my old man said the same address as the twitter right villa news I think Villa pushed this out because of the meltdown that was happening over the weekend. Uh, very, very short statement that Villa have agreed terms with Bayer Leverkusen for Leon Bailey, although personal terms and uh, the medical haven't been done yet. Uh, believed to be within the region of uh, £30 million. When Buendia signed, uh, it was just the medical and he was away on the other side of the world. That's why they kind of rushed that one out also just to kick the press rumours into touch. But, you know, they would have uh, sorted out personal terms and everything. They weren't even mentioned. But on this one, it was like, oh, we still have to sort out personal terms. So that sounded like there was a little bit rushed. I think they would have waited normally for Monday, wouldn't they? You would have thought yeah. so, but it was probably a good time to put out some good news. 
Yeah, no. And, and also, uh, if the, there is a battle to keep Grealish ahead, the, you need to be uh, showing intent. So that's another, as well as being for the fans, it perhaps was for uh, Mr. Grealish as well. Meanwhile, on the pitch, uh, comfortable, cruisy win, uh, 3-0 win against Bristol City. While uh, another mysterious second side beats uh, Crew 1-0 at Bodymore Heath, while the under-23s uh, played Stafford uh, Rangers. I think uh, this kind of split team, uh, the Crew match, was uh, basically to get more minutes for players because of the Forest game being postponed mm-hmm. for the uh, the COVID situation in Nottingham. Also, probably the main thing uh, of, of the week, John Terry left the club with a view to pursuing opportunities elsewhere. He still had a, a year to run on his contract, but uh, I mean, everybody's making him out to be Sir Lancelot and everything for leaving, so uh, he wouldn't disrupt Villa's season. I mean, it's, it's fair enough. I mean, there's a few people that uh, have mixed opinions on uh, John Terry, but I think, I mean, from my point of view, it was like, well, I thought for the gravitas that he has as he's standing in the game, I thought it was always going to be good for Villa and the centre-backs uh, in terms of having a role model and also the gravitas for players joining the club. But most of all, uh, you know, when we lost that player final and he said we, he had unfinished business, the fact that he actually uh, made good on his unfinished business, uh, I thought that was a quite a... That's when you can leave and he made good on his unfinished business when Villa got promoted. So uh, I think that's it's all... There's all positives from uh, John Terry's time at Villa, I think. He's probably stayed longer than we expected him to, to be honest, as well. Yeah, yeah no, no, exactly. So uh, good luck to him uh, in his future endeavours. Uh, Douglas Louise has managed to uh, get back on the pitch after being sent off rather harshly in the Olympics. And Brazil now are through uh, to the semi-finals, so he will uh, remain out of the Villa picture for a week or two uh, yet. In terms of uh, actual transfers, uh, Seb Revan has uh, joined Grimsby, one of the Youth Cup winners, uh, has joined them for the season. Also, Villa have actually bought, and this is is interesting because Finn Azaz from uh, the West Brom youth setup is a 20-year-old creative midfielder. They've got him in and they've sent him straight out alone to uh, Newport County. Now... What did Perslow say? If you're of a certain age, you should already yeah. be knocking on the door. Callum O'Hare and Mitch Clark, etc. Strange one. Yeah. So Ivory is really good, but he would have been breaking into the the Baggies team and making a bit of a noise if he was that good at 20. Yeah, so, I think well, we've got this lad on a free, so we haven't had to pay for this one. So it's kind of like we'll just take a look. Probably it's a very low risk deal, but whatever. We, we'll uh, see. We might not even ever see him in a villa shirt. Yeah. No. So keep an eye out. That's it's kind of a an, an intr- a little side intrigue. Uh, I, I would say there. Right now it's time for media muppets. <laughs> So, uh, Mr. Phil, what is in the Media Muppet trough this week? Well, there is this. You know, I've been looking at tweets and so on from Villa fans, and and although they're desperate for him to stay at the club, you, the, there is that underlying feeling that you know, if he were to leave for, for a huge fee and go to a club like Manchester City, that a, a lot of Villa fans would would you know almost give him their blessing. You, you get that feeling reading the major the majority of tweets online. Yeah, this. <sighs> Phil, if Jack Grealish, if he went to Manchester City, would he go with your blessing? No. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's just that. Why? 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 Because he'd be playing for a different team. I mean, I I don't know how you need to explain this to certain fans. If if you want to support a player and not a team. But certain fans say, 
oh, he doesn't know us anything. You know, I wish him good luck, blah, blah, blah. This is before he's even gone anywhere, before anything's been confirmed. They've, they've already made the mistake of, if Grealish comes across, you know, he's 50-50, he's like, oh, God, do I, you know, you know, blah, blah, blah. I have to make a decision here. And then he starts seeing tweets where they go, oh, he owes us nothing, you know, good luck to him. He deserves to be playing in the Champions League. Then he's going to, what's he going to do? He's going to think, well, if it's all right, then I'll see you later. If if he sees things like saying, well, I'm going to burn your house down, Grealish, if you leave, he's going to go, oh, shit. That guy's Real Madrid. country. <laughs> 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 There is that. That's an option. Chris Bird, does he go with your blessing if if he went? I'm, just, I'm pretty neutral about it, to be honest. Fucking hell. He's over my dead body, he goes, is my <laughs> uh, my gut reaction. It's just, if, if he goes, he goes. You go, all right. As long as we get top top dollar for him. Thanks for the money and you know, good luck. Thanks for your service. Let's keep moving. <laughs> it's got no emotion, uh, Chris Bird. It doesn't mean I want it. I don't I don't want him to go, but if you can't stop him going, you can't stop him going. And you know, we're in the we're in the we're, we're in I'm in the I'm in the you know, my line is I'm, you're always I'm saying on the fence. Does he have your blessing, yes or no? No, not at Man City. Else elsewhere elsewhere, yes. That's half an hour of the podcast taken up. <laughs> <Hey>, welcome. <laughs> While he was thinking I thought it was a no brainer. I thought it was like over my fucking dead body. Uh, well, well, you won't well, let me be neutral about it, sir. Well, no, you shouldn't be. It's like uh, you got this guy saying that he's, you know, he's looked on social media, and most people are wishing him good luck. If I've looked on social media, they are definitely not all saying that. Exactly. I mean, this this <laughs> is like it's creating a narrative that doesn't actually exist. Nobody wants their best player, and I'm speaking for all teams here that aren't Manchester City, they don't want their best player to go to Manchester City. The main reason, it's not because it's Manchester City, it's another club, it's because of what Manchester City stand for. It's that oil... 100%. 100%. Buying, you know, it's a sovereign state just using a football club to market itself. And, uh, and actually what you've seen, I've seen more so today, is all fans across the Premier League, they all want Grealish to stay because they're like, no, we, yeah. we want someone to stand up to these fuckers. Yeah, exactly like I would, uh, if Manchester City were coming in for, you know, Phillips for Leeds, I would want Leeds to keep Absolutely. him because I don't I don't want to see Same some as like, team you know, just... Declan Rice at West Ham or, you know, various other players that people have compared. I want to see, you know, when you're playing these teams, you want to be playing them with good players. But also, you don't just want this one team just scooping up everybody and uh, the status quo stays as it is. It just kills it as a sport, really. Even more so. So this idea that we're all here sitting by the sidelines going, oh, yes, good luck, Grealish, uh, all the best, oh, we wish you well. It's like, you don't have our blessing. Uh, I'll just put it on on the record from my old man said, you don't have our blessing to go. You will be dead to us if uh, anybody <laughs> anybody leaves for Manchester City, you are dead to us. I don't understand. That's that's the way football works. I mean, if you, if they go and you still want to support them, well, I'm sure there's plenty of empty seats that the Eddie had. You can go and take one of those. Yeah, no. I mean, it's this culture where people, uh, it's more of a modern day Thing where people support the player rather than the club, and uh, and you know that's why Villa should keep Grealish because you're going to get a lot more people coming to Villa because of Grealish, and then hopefully you can lock them in <laughs> and uh, keep them as Villa fans. Just one final thing uh, while we're on the subject of Grealish, uh, as you know, I said before, the facts were late June, no direct approach by Manchester City, although Villa knew that they were incoming. It took them a full month. And it's only in the last few days that they actually uh, reportedly uh, have uh, popped their head above water. So, you know, there's there's been a month of, of Villa fans pulling their hair out when there's actually nothing's happened in four weeks. And uh, it's the media have 
created this kind of, it's like an Orwellian perpetual war, isn't it, from 1984, just so they can get people clicking for a month when actually nothing was really going on. And I've noticed that a lot of, uh, you know, suddenly there's these uh, James Ward-Prowse offers coming out of nowhere. I thought we'd already made an opening offer. Those reports were out weeks ago, weren't they? Supposedly of 25 million. It seems a bit bizarre, that, but anyway. And they've suddenly resurfaced out of nowhere. And then, you know, the Daily Mail's a month ago, Manchester City complete a hundred million pound move, and then they come out with a story. I don't know, was it seventy five or 80, 80 million? That's that basically started the domino effect of what's been happening in the last few days. So what's you know what what was actually happening with your first story? So it's all very dubious. Uh, three points. Well, uh, <laughs> I think I think we best skip over the three points. So we might uh, send all our listeners into comas, like I, the, the one I suffered when I uh, read the ones the three points that Phil had re- resourced, collated, resourced searched collated and researched yeah. uh what was the first one the first one was uh covid related the second one was concussion related the third one was recession then i asked for al- alternatives and then it was the 97th hillsborough victim and then you know i thought well, fuck this i'm going to try to sort out something more uplifting let me try to find something and i came across the europa conference league <laughs> and i thought jesus christ this is football getting <laughs> to the most lowest ebb of depression. So we're going to skip the three points and uh, hopefully uh, the next week will bring us something more cheery and fun. You want people peeing on goalposts and witchcraft and stuff? No, yeah. no, no, no. We, we want Grealish staying at Villa and then one week of massive trolling of every Manchester City website and fan. A good week. It would be like... And, and some it, of the journalists, make... they're getting both barrels as Oof. well. And we should make it an, an annual event, like some kind, like something from the Wicker Man, <laughs> where we like burn a, an effigy. It's like what you call it. It was in the Simpsons where they had a whacking day. exactly a whacking day that sounds good annual whacking day of manchester city websites and fans etc i'm talking about the modern day ones who just think it's their god-given right just to poach top players i mean if they do get him then uh, we should have this whacking day anyway too, right even more so I'm, I'm all <laughs> i'm all behind it right let's get into the main show we'll uh Speak about Bailey later in another podcast in terms of how he fits into the Villa team going forward. Uh, still got a couple of weeks to really uh, get into that. So, Liam Bailey, is he more than a Charles Enzogbier upgrade? Uh, I ask myself. It looks like it. Yeah, he does. I mean, I mean the big question is you've got to ask yourself is does he have the outfits? Because Enzogbier had a few uh, rascal outfits, didn't he? Uh, but no, seriously uh, speaking, uh, I mean, he's somebody, he's a, he's a genuine speed demon, which, you know, it's all fair and fair and well. We've seen, you know, we obviously had Tra- Traore, but he was a, a hell of a lot rawer. This guy's got some tricks up his sleeve. Uh, some, some Spurs fans were talking about how he kind of single-handedly tormented them in a uh, Champions League game, I think it was at Wembley. And that was, you know, obviously when he was a bit younger. But you can, I mean, YouTube... If you put the clips of just Traore in Villa's last season together, you could sell him to anybody, couldn't you? Basically, if it was and, yeah, to and buy him, I think we went down. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not that Traore. Traore Mark Two. Bert. 
the new Truore, if, if you put the ah, yes. uh, clips together of Bertrand Truore's last season and just said, do you want to buy this player? There'll be, you know, any club would say, that's probably the best player I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> He's doing things that I never believed were possible with a football. So this is the thing. I mean, you can put his clips together and uh, he sounds good. But, you know, reading between the lines, the only uh, question marks would be, you know, is he giving you 90 minutes of effort, which is, a, you can say that a lot about kind of flair players or, or speedsters. But he seems, I don't know, his ball retention stats are pretty decent. And put it this way, if Grealish is at Villa and we're playing Manchester City and we've got Grealish, Buendia, Watkins and Bailey. It's a good good press, that is, isn't it? We've got a fucking good chance of scaring the shit out of them because we've got a solid defence. You remember when we played Manchester City, Manchester United and Liverpool and we were ahead? Yeah, yeah, United and Liverpool, yeah. And then against Manchester City, they were down to 10 men. We, we took the lead, though, didn't we? Yeah, we yeah, took yeah, the lead yeah. against Manchester City. Then we went down, and then then, then we, we took him on at the end with 10 men. I mean, it reminds me of Alex Ferguson's uh, quote where he said, uh, a good attack wins your games, a good defence wins you the league. Now, I think we've got a good defence to actually establish ourselves highly in the... I'm not saying we're going to win the league, but I'm saying it will get us in that potentially in that top six situation at the end of the season but when you look at that how we gave up goals against uh, Liverpool Manchester City United in those games where you've got to take your chances to have any chance of beating these top teams or getting a result against them but if we had that lineup what we've just said we've got the defense to kind of keep us in the game and then you know get one nil up against Manchester City they're going to have to come at us but if we've suddenly got Buendia we've got Grealish and we've got the blistering pace of uh, Bailey and also Watkins they'll be more opened up and that you know you fancy we could have probably uh, seen that game out in that situation I mean that the, the possibilities of them lot on the counter attacks devastating yeah yeah well he's, he's a weapon isn't he that's a, that's exactly what he is he's what you said before I mean if if even if he didn't start if you look around to the bench and against Tyron legs you bring on Leon Billy but I think when you're paying that money he is going to start yeah uh, looking at his last season I mean he, he played 40 games 30 in the league two in the cup and then eight in Europe and it was his most productive season ever 14 goals 10 assists and another interesting stat if we're losing somebody or if we're not um, he was Leverkusen's most foul player in the season so ah. mm, free kicks more do you, think that, do you think he's in just simply as a replacement right we need somebody who can get us fouled <laughs> who gets kicked a lot Come on, analytics department. He played 60% of his sort of minutes on the right wing, but he can't play anywhere across the front positions. Which which you can say for, uh, well, you could probably say that for Watkins and Buendia, because uh, Watkins obviously uh, was playing a winger before he transitioned, and uh, Buendia can play centrally or on we, the right He certainly as well. gives us possibility to have a really fluid front three or four, or however you're going to, you know, however they're going to fit together. And Grealish, uh, currently an Aston Villa player, can play centrally and also on the left as well. And, and you know, of course, switch to the right. So you've got that fluidity that we've mentioned several times before. But I, I think, like, you get to the end of the season and if it's the cup final, FA Cup final, it's Aston Villa versus Manchester City or even the League Cup final, because you know that Manchester City will be in the League Cup final. It's almost like they've got a buy to it. You're looking at that lineup. If you've got Grealish, Bailey, Watkins, Buendia, compare that to the last time we lined up against them in the League Cup final with your uh, Samata. 
<sighs> Good Lord. And it's like we've got a chance of winning that game, haven't we? And that's what, if Grealish has to make a decision, if he hasn't made it yet, then that's what he's got to think about. I think, you know, we've got Ashley Young as well, so think about that. But another big signing, just to sort that fucking midfield out once and for all, and uh, it's going to be an interesting season. Mm. I mean, you talk about him as a speedster. I mean, you compare him to, like, Villa's last probably speedster in Gabby. He's almost a second faster, and Gabby was lightning when he, when he was a kid. I mean, he's not quite Traore speed, but not far off. And I mean, Trezeguet is very quick or has been clocked at speed, so he's he's a very quick player. And it looks from the videos, he looks like he can do it with the ball at his feet, which Gabby never could. In terms of speeds clocked, well, he's in between, just below Truore, above Gabby, I think, yeah. uh, is where you would place him. Yeah. And he's direct with it. You know, it's not just straight line, get to the barn on and stop. He's just, I'm going for goal. He's, he's almost there's a little yeah. bit like Tony Daly about him, where I think he's going to be a player people are going to enjoy watching. He's another one of these edgy, this edgy your seat type players, which I mean, I, I love you know, watching players like that. It's fun to watch. Billy's been one of these names that has sort of been bandied about for years. Hip, by, hipsters you know, love him, don't they? Yeah, football hipsters. So it, it'll be interesting to see that Villa finally got one of these names, hopefully over the line, and then to see what it's like. You don't want to use the cliche of a wet, windy night and stuff, but you want to see what it's like in, in the Premier League week in, week out, seeing yeah. if he li- lives up to the the highlight reel. Yeah. He's had a fascinating story involving his you know, father being kidnapped. Well, really and tough, like, tough life, hasn't he? Really tough upbringing. Yeah, Ghent in Belgium, uh, almost like fostering him uh, until his father was uh, was brought back, basically, and then they, and then they, yeah, then they from, gave him a from job. Mexico. Yeah, so I mean, it's worth looking into that story. We haven't got time to uh, visit it here, but uh, you know, he's a bit of a flash flash Harry as well. So uh, I mean, we mentioned He'll be a confident uh, lad, I'm sure. Charles and Zogbia, we were kind of joking, but there's, we're, you know, there's, will he turn into Le Sulk if things aren't going right? I mean, I don't think it's great if he comes and then Grealish suddenly disappears, unless, you know, they, they're telling him, you're the only man we could find to replace yeah, you're him. The main you know? <laughs> you're the main man. But we'll find out. But, you know, the headline is if, if we start that season and it's Grealish, Bailey, Watkins, Buendia, then, uh, you know, you, you're starting to dribble out the side of your mouth. Yeah. Aren't you? An interesting little side note with him is, because of his um, you know, Jamaican um, kind of the workload with the national team, potentially through sort of September, October, November, January and March, there's going to be periods where he's not going to be around. Now, obviously, we're going to have international breaks as well, but you're factoring in him being away quite a lot. I think he's got about 13 or 14 fixtures before the you know the qualifiers of the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, 14. And then you've got the African Nations Cup in January and February. So there's a chance it's going to be a very disruptive season. I mean, this is one of the problems we had with uh, Yedinak because, uh, you know, his qualifiers, he would always have to fly halfway, well, around the world, literally, yeah. to uh, play them. So recovery rates, etc. this uh, is a concern. Uh, I mean, this is a thing you kind of, let's say, you know, Grealish is around. This is like a season you want to make an impression and uh, especially the owners want to see some results and they want to, and it, but it's a difficult season because it's so choppy, starty and uh, because of that World Cup, it'll take a clever manager to uh, manage that season in terms of having the right squad. I mean, this is, you know, when Perslow said at that fan consultation group meeting, two or three players coming in, you're just thinking, well, you know, African nations, all these World Cup qualifiers you're going to need some bodies uh, uh, and i'm talking of decent quality to uh navigate the, the kind of choppy waters where you you might be missing a few players i mean even you know even the olympics is impacted on us straight away yep and you know as we saw you know last season villa are traditionally well, just under smith in general villa are tending to be a momentum based team stop starting yep. seasons don't really suit the way dean smith's you know streaky teams work 
we tend, you tend to yeah. lose your momentum quite quickly. Anyway, Grealish. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sure. Obviously, uh, people have apparently they've been talking about him a lot uh, recently. Um, God knows why. <laughs> just a bit. Just just a bit. To the point of meltdown. People going crazy, actually, on social media. Now, there's there's two ways of looking at this. And, you know, might, by the time you listen to this, he might have... He might be have declared himself to the Claret and Blue cause, or he might have uh, disappeared off uh, to live a, a phony life uh, with a big on a blue uh, moon. On a blue moon, but uh, let's look at it. I mean, I've just—I mean, every time I thought, "All right, let's write a piece about Grealish and this situation," I just then I just—I'm uh, jaded from writing it every bloody season. Anyway, let's start from from Grealish's point of view. Let's preface this by saying this is not an Aston Villa situation that we had with Barry, that we had with Milner, that we had with Delth. We have got a setup where we have owners that, you know, when I met and I asked, uh, as I said before, when I asked where's Edens, what's the difference? Why Aston Villa and not into Miami, who he was also uh, doing due diligence on and speaking to Beckham about? First two words that came out of his mouth, Champions League. That's what you need to know in the context of this Grealish scenario. These owners are reportedly the third richest in the in the Premier League. So they're no schmucks. So they they can't, you know, they're not going to be held to ransom. So we're not in a position where we have to let these players go. This is not the food chain. This is not the natural uh the scheme of things. If and Christian Perslow is not going to back down to Manchester City. I mean, he uh, was front front and center attacking the Super League when that happened. There isn't an air of inevitability like before. Now the media are still in the same the, the previous mindset. They just think Manchester City, where they are, they they can just cherry pick your team. And of course, it's a fantastic opportunity for that best player of whatever the you know the next rung of teams are to, to you know win trophies. And that's the narrative that uh, that plays out. And we've seen here, you know, Lee Hendry on Sky saying now is the time. Oh, well, my heart wants you to stay, but now is the time. I mean, you shouldn't be on basically selling your players by saying now is the time is it fuck well, yeah. we, we all know the reasons for going and fine we'll, we'll, we'll park them 
the the thing if if he goes, Grealish loses his unique selling point. The thing that makes Jack Grealish Jack Grealish is he is captain of his boyhood team. That's the only thing that distinguishes himself from any other just about to be world class player. Villa have got this, you know, their manager's a supporter, their captain's a supporter, and it and it's this kind of ideal. I mean, this is good for branding as well, and you know, however, however you want to dress it up, but it means something. And it will mean something to win. I mean, it's the old Totti quote, to win uh, one title for Roma will mean more than winning 10 for Juventus. And, you know, there's there's other uh, emotional links. You know, you, you trace it back to uh, his uh, great-great-grandfather, Billy Garrity, who won the FA Cup with Villa in 1905. Now, can you imagine Grealish signs for City and they end up in a cup final against Villa? And if he wins, it's not, you know, I did what my great-great-grandfather did, but it was against Villa. It's like, yeah, 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 you know, it's not good in the family, in the Villa family. It's bittersweet, isn't it? It's not a good look in the Villa family. But if it was for Villa, you know, if he was on the Villa side in that cup final and he won it, how fucking cool is that to do exactly what your great-great-granddad did? That's tangible legacy as well. Yeah. For Villa. The statue would be half-built. In a In a family... Of Villa fans, I mean, just winning that FA Cup that would probably be bigger than winning a Champions League for Manchester City. And by the way, we're going to win the Champions League as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just the cherry on the top. <laughs> but the that FA Cup thing, as a in terms of, I mean, and tradition and uh, legacy is, is swiftly dying from football. It's it's been long, long, long replaced. But so this is like the last stand of that kind of football tradition, and it's quite a unique position. And I don't, you know, I don't think it's uh, it's a gamble because I think there's other opportunities for Grealish to go elsewhere. You know, for example, uh, you know, Hendry said now is the time. Well, if he gives, you know, we've bought these two extra spicy forward players and they're not cheap, Wendia and uh, Bailey. But if he gives them an opportunity, if he plays for Villa one more season, for example, the next thing that pops up is the World Cup, albeit the season after, but he'll know next season if there's proof in the uh, the Edens and Suarez pudding if we do uh, I don't know pick up silverware get into Europe or whatever then there's a conversation then he goes to the World Cup has a cracking World Cup becomes the man that uh, you would hope he would become or else all this hype's been a waste of time then he's in a position where he can uh, David Beckham it and not shit on his own doorstep by playing for another English team he can then take brand Grealish to another country and be idolised in you know whether it's Italy Spain or even go somewhere like PSG if he so wishes yeah that's normally the step after isn't it he has um, he he did say himself though the grass isn't always greener yeah but you know he also knows about uh, Totti's uh, situation of playing for the same team as well yeah so he, he understands, you know, he is he knows of, he knows his football. So there there is that, and and that is tempting. I mean, that is worth the gamble. I mean, as I said on the previous podcast, you sign for Manchester City, you, you've basically guaranteed yourself certain medals, and it's almost like, as I said, you just get a three D printer and print them out. If you want medals, we'll give you some fucking medals. We'll print them out. Scott for you. Carson has one. Yeah. <laughs> they, they could probably, yeah, they could probably carry one, one of us in there, starting eleven to a few wins in the league. No, that's what I was thinking. I, I could, you know, and I'm retirement age for football, long gone. But they could carry me, and we we would win the league cup, no problem. I think. I like the um. There's a there's a little piece that um was brought out um from what Klopp had said when Coutinho obviously went to Barca from Liverpool, and he he had said to Coutinho, "You can stay here, and they'll probably end up building a statue in your honour." 
you are that good. If you go somewhere like Barca, Bayern, Real Madrid, you'll be another player. And here you can be something more. And then you think now, like, you know, what, two, three years on, where's Coutinho? He's pretty much forgotten about. Yeah, but I mean, also, I mean, he mentioned some names of clubs there that if Grealish was going there, then I would think, well, you know, you can't really argue with Barcelona or whatever. But but Manchester City is a different. I mean, you you can play the you know small fish in a big pond with Barcelona and Real Madrid, whatever. But it's still, it's like it's 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 a proper football club in terms of where they are. But that's what I'm saying. Good World Cup, and he could end up there anyway. You know, it's not. This is not the time. It's not. They're putting all this pressure that this is the time. No, it's not. This is the time to establish is. The potential of this, the, the idea, you know, the ideology. Of course, everything being even, Grealish plays for Villa over Manchester City any day of the week. I mean, you know, his old tweets have resurfaced where he, he, he you know, he wants Man- he wants Manchester United to beat Manchester City, and of course he does because nobody takes Manchester City seriously uh, at this. You know, it's they win something. It's like where well, it doesn't really count, does it? Well, this is part. This is part of the city plan, isn't it? It's it's the just the whole way city are trying to legitimize themselves. We'll bring in, you know, everyone's favorite coach. We'll bring in Pep, so everybody's going to love us. Nope, still don't love us. So now we're going to go right. We're going to bring in the the darling of English football, Grealish. Yeah. Bring him in, and that's another step towards legitimizing us. People will love us then. No, same never if they brought. Yeah, same if they brought Kane. Yeah. Whereas you look at someone, it's a totally different comparison. You mentioned the FA Cup. You know, the the current holders, Leicester. And how they've achieved their success, and most people have a respect for that. You know, they're doing what yeah. Spurs would dream of, what you know Villa fans would love to do. You know, and bear in mind, they sold a lot of their big players, didn't they? And this, this is the blueprint to show that it's not not blind to say, well, Villa are never good because you know this is the discourse on uh, social media of any Manchester City fan. It's like, well, you know, we're going to win every anything, cool. and it's like, well, look at what Leicester have done. Bearing in mind, Man City did lose a cup final to Wigan. Yeah, look at what Leicester have done. All due respect with Leicester, but Villa are potentially better equipped now and they've got a bigger fan base to uh, follow suit. And, you know, Leicester are a massive inspiration in that. In that, And it's not, you know, they just didn't win the league. They followed it up with an FA Cup as well. And a level of consistency of it. You know, they, they should have had top four the previous season. They probably should have last season, but they've been in and amongst it. It's not just like a, a quick cup run. It's been a level of consistency that they've built over a number of years, and you, you have to respect them for that. They've proved that it's possible, don't they? And they've found a different way. You know, it's not just it isn't like they've spent you know like a small club like you know, someone like when Blackburn won the league. You know, they've they've built it in a really good way, like almost borderline organic way, and spent wisely. And they've found their path, and that's what Villa have to do. Villa have to find their way. And you know, we don't know the the, the real ins and outs of the Sawiris and Eden's you know plan, but they'll have a they'll have a plan that they think they can execute. Well, and the bottom line is, you know, as I said, first two words, Champions League. This is what they want to do. It's, you know, it's it's what they see as the equivalent of the NBA. Well, Eden's anyway. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this, oh, he wants to play Champ- Champions League is, I mean, it's lost its luster. I mean, that was, it was always going to burn out. As soon as they decided that these teams should play each other all the time, it creates a status quo because they're the only teams getting the money and it's bloody... Uh, Real Madrid versus Liverpool every bloody year, and what used would be a special occasion now, you know, it, it, it dwindles every time that fixture is played, and they've got to the point where they want to change the model and uh, in- intensify this that status quo of the elite clubs because you know the COVID pandemic has uh, brought their just de- revenues down, football, hasn't it? and so they wanted to uh, create the Super League basically to uh, reinforce their positions and uh, kickstart their revenue streams again and make up for lost time. And this is it's all about business now. It's not about football. No, I don't give a fuck about the Champions League. The only interest of the F- Champions League is like any Villa fan who gets football 
manager, the first thing they want to do is take Villa back to the Champions League or, or the European Cup. And what have we just said about that FA Cup? If Grealish can take Villa back into the European Cup, then what a story for him in terms of legacy. And so that if he if he took us to an FA Cup win, personally massive for him and his family, massive for a certain generation, including myself and Villa fans, that's the only trophy that we have not won in my time on this planet. And then if he took Villa back into the European Cup, which is now the Champions League, where we never thought we would see it again after Juventus knocked us out over two legs in 83, then that would be huge. And then you can call him a legend. He's not a legend at the moment. He's got like... Uh, it's almost like that kind of pop star appeal type uh, cult status. And if he left now, it would just be, he would be in 20 years time. It's like, yeah, good player, got us promoted. But if only, if only he stayed, if only. Yeah. He would become Villa's ultimate, if only player. Agreed. From Villa's point of view, I mean, as I said, uh, this is not typical Villa owners and it's not the cycle of losing our top players to uh, Manchester United, you know, Manchester City. This is uh, the uh, Suarez, Eden's ambition is is a whole lot better and they're in a position to actually uh, carry it off. So in terms of how we look at Grealish, I'm, you know, if you look at, on, in terms of just on the pitch, somebody says 100 million for Grealish, you're thinking, let's say you're, in a, you're an accountant, you don't know much about football, you're Villa's accountant, you're thinking, you've just got the stats. Well, he's only played, let's, you know, roughly speaking, two thirds of a season, four of the last five seasons. And he's meant to be this all round baller, but, you know, three of those seasons are in the championship where, you know, standards questionable. You're probably thinking, uh, you take the money and run. That's a good deal. He's not like the, he hasn't got the status at the moment of like a Ronaldo who has been, you know, he's heralded as a top player, but he can single handedly lift an average Portuguese team, for example, to be winners. Same as Maradona did uh, with the Argentinian team. Probably not the 86 team. That was probably a bit more talented throughout, but. You know, the next few years, the next World Cup, they got into the final with a terrible team, but he kept their heads above water in most of those games. He, But I don't think Grealish has a chance to do that. I mean, they, these teams that I'm talking about in terms of the Ronaldo-Maradona uh, examples where they can... You know, Ronaldo's annoying. It's like if Portugal are playing, they, they can be played off the park, but they're always got a chance because Ronaldo steps up. He takes you know responsibilities, the free kick man, the penalty man, whatever. But in terms of Grealish, Grealish... I mean, we've seen it where, you know, to beat Manchester City at Wembley that time, we needed Grealish to turn up like big time above and beyond anything we've seen. But he, he wasn't there. In the playoff finals, I think the one against Fulham, he was perhaps the only one on the pitch that looked like doing anything. But he still looked like a bit of a kid then, didn't he? Like the uh, the up and coming kid. Whereas in the, you yeah. know, you saw the year later in that, that 10 game run, he was instrumental. And then, and then through the playoffs, I think he was great. The playoff final, actually, Derby dealt with him quite well. Yeah, exactly. I think Grealish's role, if you've got good players in a team, they'll make Grealish better and Grealish makes your team better. Yeah, he elevates and I think everyone else around him. He gives, he brings you belief. It's more off the pitch what he does. He, he creates what Villa are, the identity of Villa now and, you know, this exciting, you know, promising team. He creates that. He gives you more belief going into games. I mean, when we play without Grealish, I remember going to that Liverpool game where suddenly you turn up and you see the team sheet and Grealish wasn't there at Villa Park. And we put in a great performance and just got suckered in the end. But straight away, you just you felt, oh, we're fucked here. As soon as he wasn't on that sheet. But with him, you think, we've got a chance here. He gives you belief, and I think he gives the 
that kind of feeds into the team. So that is important, is not necessarily on the pitch of what we've seen thus far, because I think you're going to see, as we saw at the start of the last season, suddenly Ed Watkins, suddenly Ed Barkley, and suddenly saw a different Grealish. He sparked into life, and we were tanking Liverpool, Arsenal, and looking uh, pretty pretty nifty. And then the injuries happened to Barkley and Grealish, and it kind of derailed it because we had no depth. But certainly now, if we've got Buendia, Bailey, you want to see Grealish with those players. It's almost like you want to see him. It's like try before you buy. Play a few games with these players. If you like it, stick around. If not, you know, see you later. And because you know those players will will make a better Grealish. And I think Grealish is a better player with a better team. And, you know, by default, he'll, I think he'll, he'll be in easy street playing for Manchester City. That will suit him down to the ground. As we said, you know, they could carry one of us too. So you've got a talented Grealish. He hasn't got the responsibility of having to step up. But I don't think he was uh, that one-man team that everybody talks about. He's not like the Atlas holding up the Villaverse on his shoulders. Because, you know, where was he in Project Restart? I mean, by his own admission, he, he never appeared. So the owners will look at it in that respect and think, well, yeah, on the, on the pitch, that money's enough. But it's the overall picture. And that's, it's the ambition. It's We go into next season thinking about Europe and limitless possibilities. Without him, we're suddenly, we, we, we draw into ourselves and we, you know, we've lost our identity and we're having to rebuild uh, psychologically as well as on the pitch. I mean, frankly, 100 million for any footballer is, is bonkers. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's crazy when you think about, uh, we mentioned earlier about tangible things. You know, you think if someone puts, you know, 100 million down on Mbappe, who's a World Cup winner or a Ronaldo, a Messi, see these guys who've got trophies and ridiculous yeah. you know um halls of achievements and then you think wow 100 million for a player who was playing in the championship sort of two years two three years ago it's crazy when you think about it in, in sort of a broader picture it's, it's mad and it ultimately i think it, it it sends out a really potentially dangerous precedent for the rest of the league doesn't it because all of a sudden if you're if you're leads and someone comes in for phillips you go well if Grealish went for 100 we're going to want 80 to 100 or rice from west ham or calvert lewin or Whoever. I think you mentioned you mentioned in Match Club uh, we did uh, we warped the championships value didn't we because oh, we, we were just throwing we, we fucked that within about in what a, maybe a three week period <laughs> we, yeah. beat, we, beat, we beat the record three weeks running didn't we I think <laughs> and we yeah we we caused hyperinflation in the championship on our own by you know throwing silly money at things like wage, wage, yeah, and wages and stuff so uh, so yeah on, so there is that but I think Grealish carries uh, a lot more worth off almost off the pitch or well, certainly as much I think it, it, you're not just yeah. looking at like if you compare it to say someone like City De Bruyne is one of the best players in the world but I don't have De Bruyne down as like a personality no no not at all he's just class yeah Jack you're getting star quality essentially and his agent will know that and that's why you know the the broader sort of British public or English public at least saw that when it went you know, through the period when he was injured and then when the Euros came round well, you know, he's a good-looking chap with, you know, a bit of cheeky about him and, you know, he likes to go out on the Raz and uh, people buy into that and it becomes, you know, it's like that he's got the pop star fame as well. But in a relatable way as well. You know, he's got the, you know, he's putting up, he put that picture up of uh, Ed Sheeran. You know, that's not something he's just like, oh, just scrolling through my old phone. Oh, a bit of a fo-. That's like, right, we need to boost the brand so it kind of reaches out you know across the boundaries of football they are making him a celebrity so that's why he will be pushed by all the you know the shysters around him and you know these team to uh they'll push him in the direction of that manchester city because they're yeah because they're thinking about this kind of the marketing of it they're not sort of thinking about the uh the real football traditions and the the emotion behind him and and 
I mean, we said it before, the, the actual story could be a lot bigger if he led Villa to, uh, you know, FA Cups and back into the Champions League. Yeah, I, I joked a I minute. Mean, it's so much like a pop star. Maybe he needs like a conservatorship or something like that there, get people making the decisions for him. Because when you, when you lay it all out in front, on front of you, there's no reason for him to go to Man City. There's just none. Well, he'll win trophies, <laughs> but it's the that's, easy I know, win. But that, that, you can't this say is there's why no reason. This is why. It's, yeah, that's, it, that's it, naive. It, it's naive to say there's no reason, Phil. But but he would win. He would win trophies at United. He would win trophies. They've been winning at, a lot recently, have they? Other, no, they're, other, no they're, we're talking at guaranteed trophies, pretty much from Manchester City. And and talking away. talking about playing with De Bruyne, playing under Pep. You, you understand the reasons to go to Manchester City. They're very obvious. Yeah. But do you not want to beat these players? I mean, why? Why this is this thing? If you if you want to be the best, you want to beat these players. You don't want to like play with them and be all pally and happy, happy, clappy with them. I don't them know. And, I think I think professionals. You want to be playing at the best level you can and with the best players yeah. you can. You know, if, if Messi if Messi thought like that, he'd be like, oh, fuck this. I'm going to go and play for Espanyol on the other, the other side of the city. and <laughs> Or I'm going to go and play for Bilbao because I'm the best player in the world and I can elevate them, you know. Well, that's the thing. Ronaldo saying, fuck this, I'm going to go to Stoke. Messi's never left. That's the thing. Yeah, but where where do you go when Barcelona are winning everything? You know, he's just been with England for a, for a month and he's, and you know, the summer of his life, understandably saved pretty much for all, all those players. And you're thinking, well, this... Imagine if it was like this every every month. And speaking of England, there's the, there's the sort of the little narrative that some people have talked about, which I don't buy into, and I know I don't think you guys do either. That oh, he has to be at Man City to be getting in the England team because I look at yeah, I just bollocks. I just look at his best mate Ben Chilwell, who's just won the Champions League and didn't get a kick in the Euros. Reese James was probably one of the best fullbacks in the league all season, didn't get a look in in the Euros. And he's just and he's just won the Champions League. It's a one hundred percent false narrative. Phillips and Rice played every game for England, and they're not even playing in Europe. People still forget this. Grealish was injured for three months immediately before that tournament. Now, if he had impressed in those three months, had been the top man, and Villa had got into Europe, we were only four wins away. If he played for in those three months. I think there's a good chance we'd have got those four wins. You'd have seen more of Grealish in terms of starting mm-hmm. because he'd have had a chance. He basically went into that tournament without having three months to impress because he was on the he was on the verge of the squad three months out. Nobody was talking about him starting, and then it was in that three months he was out. I don't know what was happening there. It was like, oh, we're so crap. We need Grealish or we need somebody, and they started calling for Grealish. He, he he's stock elevated when he was wasn't playing. It was like a piece of art, wasn't it? It was like you know scarcity makes it it was weird more valuable so in terms of oh uh, he needs to go to City to uh, play for England that's bollocks he just needs to be fit and on the pitch and, and, and kind of doing England. it for Villa which as we've seen he you know we more than can we, we we spoke about it so many times didn't we the, the year we just about stayed up everyone was saying well what more has he got to do we saw what, what, what more he could do from sort of September to December last season he was brilliant you know with that Liverpool game you know stats were off the chart and and, he's put, and it was you could see with your own eyes that this guy is flying at the moment that was you know, and I still think he's got more to give. Oh, yeah, a lot I more. I mean, this you, is what we're saying. The, that, um, that as the team gets better, Bailey, Buendia, then you know, Grealish can be more instrumental than he's ever been yeah. f- for a team. And I think you know, the fact that he spent the summer with England, the intensity of the training, the tempo, being around top quality players, he'll have learned so much. You, you saw him in the little videos, you know, chirping in the ear of... Henderson constantly and you get the feeling he's one of these players who he you know, he will sit at lunch with Harry Kane and be asking him about what he's doing and Henderson and these senior guys and Carl Walker and those sorts of people he's, he's he will you know as much as you know they say you know he, they, he doesn't know what an encyclopedia is I think he's still he's a you know, he's studious of the game he wants to learn and improve he's a sponge yeah. he's a sponge he's fo- <laughs> football he has football intelligence however if he goes <laughs> he's dead to us <laughs> 
<laughs> but what does what do you think that means for Villa? So if you know if if this goes the other way, you know the way we we don't want it to, do Villa have to see it as an opportunity to actually to build? As much as there is huge loss, you have this to see is it as an opportunity. The thing. Another false narrative out there is this people bending the world word around ir- irreplaceable. Now, it's funny in Villa history, irreplaceable has never, never been an issue. David Platt gave us a season after he was a star in the World Cup, but we just happened to lose our manager in that season and then we went south. I mean, we just challenged for a title. So uh, he's obviously thinking, well, sticking with Villa because, you know, where else can you go where you're challenging for titles? Now, uh, we all thought at that time, he's a sure thing. I mean, he was scoring close to 20 goals from midfield. I mean, it's you, you can't really underestimate how that one man transformed the whole team. Similar in the Grealish vein of getting him out of the, the second tier but instantly almost turning them into title winners. Mm-hmm. This was the difference. It was a real uh, transformation because that team, man for man, was not all that great, to be honest. No. But anyway, off he goes. We're all like, oh, we're fucked now. And suddenly we use that money to rebuild and we're, we finish second again and then win a cup uh, the season after. York, for, you know, York, when he was a teenager at Villa, you're thinking, well, is he, he's all right, but is he going to... And then he just tran- he just flicked. Exploded, didn't he, over the summer? Exploded, yeah. just went up several levels and turned into a world beater. And then he left, and you're thinking, oh, fuck, we've just sold our best player to United again, the bastards. And uh, we got... I mean, this is not my vintage time of Villa, really, Merson and Dublin, but we were first. We were top at Christmas. Top yeah. at Christmas. John Gregory was going great guns. And uh, again, we'd transcended into another level and we were top six side every year yeah so and you know you can go further back andy gray brian little you know they left i think john gidman as well who you know was highly thought of suddenly they left it's like doom and gloom we win the league and then go on to win the european and you, and you can even look outside of the villa you know we mentioned leicester you look at liverpool you know liverpool suarez coutinho gerard left the club and then they won the champions league again and the league pretty swiftly after yeah so let's get rid of Grealish SAP. <laughs> I just think you, you have to see these things as opportunities to build, you know, in the medium or the long term. Bearing in mind, we knew this summer after last year that regardless of Jack, you know, staying or going, if he stayed, you were still going to have to find a way to play when either team takes him out of the game by doubling up on him or yeah. he's injured. You know, you were going to have to find a way to not be a one-man team. Let's not sort of forget, if you are a one-man team and you are completely reliant on one team, you're like Southampton of the 90s. That's a small team attitude for me. You can't be reliant on one guy. We've just been dropping 30 million left, right and centre yeah. on Buendia, Bailey, Watkins as well up in that kind of level of uh, purchase. We're not a one-man team. That no, is we're just building a now. lazy, lazy journalism narrative that you know your likes of the Athletic or whatever put forward. And that's just the forward players. Lest, lest we forget the guys he's got behind him. I mean, Esri Khan's probably the most improved player in England. Tyro Mings. Emmy Martinez, who's just won the Copper America. Yeah, and two fullbacks who are as good as any in the in the Premier League. One, we've got one of the best defences, hands down. So this is not a one-man team. You know, as Ferguson said, good attacking players win your games, good defence wins your leagues, and let's say leagues could be winning a cup or it could be getting into Europe. It's a backbone, and we've got a backbone now. It's about achieving a, things. We haven't had a backbone for a long time, so that is what you build on. And uh, we've just spent another bunch of uh, millions in this transfer window to give you the kind of attacking arsenal, which uh, if Grealish is amongst it. It could probably cover Grealish if he's out a few get, you know, games here and there. Well, you've got options now, haven't you? You can play a different way. And we needed that last season. We need that variety and be able to have a fluid 
attack and be able yeah, to bring guys as, in. As, as we've mentioned, you know, the African nations and these, uh, you know, thick and fast uh, condensed uh, periods of uh, internationals, World Cup qualifiers, you're going to need uh, a few more big hitters. And I think we have that now. Mm-hmm. So uh, irreplaceable, no, because always out of the ashes of, of, in terms of Villa recently, a, a Phoenix has uh, flown. But you know, of course, you know, when uh, Martin O'Neill left, that was a different story. I mean, because you're talking about the whole infrastructure was ripped out. Well, the whole club you was lo- falling apart behind the you scenes. You lost your it? manager and there's a fire sale and you're getting rid of your top players because suddenly uh, the situation behind the scenes has gone south. And, and we were uh, replacing them with like Jordan Bowery. Yeah, and Charles and, <laughs> replacing Ashley Young with Charles and Zogbia. And repl- well, I'm replacing Benteke with Rudy Gestead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't the case now. Now we can get play. If we lose Grealish, we've suddenly got a hundred mil, and I think that freezes up uh, maybe to fast trackers over the next couple of seasons because it helps with the financial fair Bearing play. Bearing in mind that's a hundred million profit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's he is you know an academy uh, project, so you can make cases that it's a win-win, pretty much. But the one you want because of the emotional link and the one I think we all want is Grealish to stay because uh, this is a once in a generational opportunity at Aston Villa. This is any fan that's been around since the European Cup. You're always thinking, what went wrong? How can you go from winning the European Cup to then getting relegated within five seasons and then flunking around and never building legacy? You know, when you're challenging, we challenged for the league under Graham Taylor, early 90s and then mid 90s, Ron Atkinson. And it's like, why isn't there a legacy? Why aren't we doing it? We're challenging for titles for two or three, four seasons on the trot rather than we seem to do it once. And then we're, you know, we're flittering around sixth. But this this movement, it's still in its infancy. And a lot of Villa fans haven't really, uh, the penny hasn't dropped yet. And, you know, and understandably, because last season we faded off madly, but uh, that was because two of our best players got injured for a, you know, reasonable length of time. Well, what are we in year four of what they said was something like a 10 year plan? Uh, nobody says 10 years. They always say five years, don't they? <laughs> I thought per- well, Perslow had talked about 10 years. Yeah, it's always five years. I think he did say five years, actually. Nobody's got time for 10 years. <laughs> Anything could happen in the next 10 years. Leicester popped up. They didn't pop up. Oh, we've got a 10-year plan now to win the league. They won it within, within two seasons. But uh, joking aside, it, you want the outcome where he stays because you don't want you know the you don't want the negative to come out. You don't want to see Villa having to hammer Manchester City at Wembley and a crying Grealish. And it's you know it's awkward for his family. Once Villa get to that level, they become world beaters and start putting Manchester City's nose out of place. It's just awkward for the Grealish family. You don't want you don't wish that upon them. You want no. you want Grealish to be leading the charge. Absolutely. Reinventing yeah, football yeah. as we know it—that's <laughs> the main thing because it's not just—it's not just for us and like for the team. It's for him as well. You want him to have that as well because you actually do like him. Yeah, and it's—it's it's the best experience he will probably ever have, and any Villa fan will have. You know, f- f- from the day they become a Villa fan, he's in a position to have the best, best possible outcome. Of and, it, it. and if if Lee Hendry's talking about you know using phrases like now is the time. For me, now is the time. This is where the club makes their... No, this is where you make your stamp. Both Jack as a player... Spartans! And and this is where the ownership... And this is where... Per, I tweet the other day. This is where Perslow earns his bonus. This is where yeah. the owners go, we've got the kahunas now. We're not going to do what... You know, like when Jog Gregory left because, you know, Doug Ellis lost his ambition or, you know, O'Neill left because, you know, Lerner got cold feet. It's, it's like, now's the time. This is where you go. It's now. Make the statement. You want to be you know, all this talk of big club this, big club that. 
Now's the time to act like a big club. And if he wants, to, if it, if it then becomes Grealish's decision and he goes, and I don't think he will. Into if it was his decision, I don't think he goes. Just re- everything he's ever said, reading between the lines. We well, said he, he said he believes in the project, and he said last year his goal was to get in the England squad. Well, he did that. He achieved his goal. Now, if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't achieve his goal this year, then I'm talking about now in the cold light of day. Villa, Manchester City, as the chips are uh, laid out in front of him. The only thing that makes me nervous on this whole situation is that Pep Guardiola De Bruyne mm-hmm. thing. But Grealish has a chance to be better than De Bruyne in terms of status and. At the end of the day, Pep, I think he's... Uh, if Pep doesn't win the Champions League this year, his legacy is going to have a big question mark next to it. Yeah, he might be he out of a job. spent 900 plus million. Yeah, he sold a soul already to go to City, so... There's no way Pep gets off of that Manchester City job and goes, yeah, great idea. He d- deliberated over that. He was like, oh, shit. This is a re- I'm going to have to sign a pact with the devil here. But anyway, we're, we're digressing. But yeah, it, it, in, in the Colide day, the only thing that gives Manchester City that thing is that just that pull of De Bruyne and uh, Guardiola pep but in terms of Grealish's own destiny it cannot get sweeter than staying at Villa and by the way if we didn't have the owners that we have I'd be saying yeah I expect Grealish to go because 100% because if he's got no realistic I mean there's always a chance you will get to a cup final but if he's got no realistic chance of really making an impression then yeah I understand it 100% but this is as good as it gets for a Villa player who is a Villa fan and has his face on the side of the stadium and owners who have got a blueprint of winning against all the odds in you know NBA after 50 years they can pull they so they know the template they know and you know and a lot of those things do translate it's a sport after all so it's an intro and it's against all the odds and this is where we find ourselves in and if Grealish it's the I think it's the final Kickstarter if he stays, then I think uh, we're in for a whole new world of uh, well, what I we think used the whole, to. The, rest of the Premier League go fucking hell. They mean business now. Yeah, because suddenly it's like it's like a new signing. Even if it's just for a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. You know, if we we've got to do this proof of proof in the pudding time, and yep, you can't you can't have supporters sitting there going, "Oh, at least we didn't get relegated," or "Oh, you know, we're all That's in." Gone now. It's all in. That's gone. It's all in. If we're not getting into Europe, then I think the stakes are high. I think if Grealish goes and we start to lose conviction in what we're doing, then Smith comes under threat. If Grealish stays and we're not up there, then Smith comes under pressure again. But I mean, that's where Shakespeare comes in. You know, he's been there. He knows how an underdog wins a title and. So we're in as good position as we possibly can. So Grealish needs to realise that, and uh, you know, I think he probably does. But we don't know what his management team are whispering in his ear. And if they're listening to this, they can go and fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Along with I'm Manchester joking. City, <laughs> I'm joking. But uh, if you are listening, there's a bigger picture here because if the homeboy delivers then uh the bigger story if we do get to where we potentially can go and where the owners want us to go and those two words that Wes Eden said to me when I said why Villa above into Miami one begins with C one begins with L if we get there then you've got you've got this story if we win the FA Cup you've got an amazing story it's about as close to modern day Roy the Rovers as you're gonna get yeah, Bill mm-hmm. Grealish into the real modern-day Royal Roy the Rovers, uh, Grealish's management team. Don't just go for the cheap, short-term bullshit. The, the easy win, to quote that whole sort of Janice thing at the books. That's what's destroying our society nowadays. Let's, let's go with the long, 
um, soulful. Build a build a masterpiece. It's, yeah, it's just create a masterpiece of branding. The homeboy that did well, that led a whole nation, a whole nation, led led a whole fan base of you know millions to the Holy Land. Brought symmetry to his family name as well. As he look at what Janice did at the books. If if Eden, you know, if you're using the Eden's excuse, you know, there was the video that did the rounds, wasn't there? All last week, but you know, Janice came out after the win and said, "No, I could have gone to a super team, could have gone to the Lakers, etc." gone for the easy win and won multiple trophies this means more than any of it because this because this is my victory exactly what Totti said as well it's exactly it personalizes the victory Manchester City win the league it's not Grealish winning it but anyway we're, we're now ranting on uh good rant though hmm? I mean fr- from a Villa point of view you're also looking at you know you're losing Terry and Grealish within a couple a of lot, weeks and a, lot, and a like- bit of gravitas you're losing that gravitas and uh, what has convinced people to come to this club. But Terry going on his own, you know, fair enough, whatever. It's not as if he's playing centre-back. You know, he's, he's done a good stint, respectable, no no issues there. But yeah, when you've got two big names going like that, then it's like, yeah, we, we're suddenly a bit lightweight. We're suddenly becoming like bloody Burnley or Middlesbrough. We can't, uh, you know, we need to... Uh, keep that layer of belief in the team that when players come, they're coming to a big, I don't like the word project, but uh, I'm going to have to use it here, I think. Well, an, a, a, you know, a, an entity with an upward trajectory. Yeah. So we'll see how this plays out by the time we listen to this. Our destiny will be uh, revealed and uh, you'll be able to laugh at this or, or not. Just to end, I think that if Grealish was stayed fit and we finished higher than we were, I, I think finishing 11th hasn't really done as much favours here. No. And that was one of my nagging things. Uh, Manchester City probably wouldn't have uh, had the cojones if we had finished, I think, anywhere from 8th upwards. Yeah, even if, if, you know, if we could have sneaked into like say, the, you know, the, the Europa Conference, conference. League or something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have I would have started supporting Manchester City because I, I couldn't support a team in the, <laughs> the, Anything the, the conference. Who are we, Stevenage Borough? Or? I'd be like writing emails to Manchester City saying, why aren't you going in for Grealish? <laughs> <laughs> you can't have him playing in the European Conference. He's better than that. <laughs> but uh, to bring it full circle, but yeah, I think that, that might have played a bit because they thought, ah, hey, opportunity knocks here. They finished 11th. I don't want to call Grealish out on this, but we finished 11th mainly because, you know, Grealish's injury. Uh, and Ross Barkley. So you can't, yeah, you can't really uh, have Grealish thinking, well, it's, you know, we finished 11th. It's like, well, yeah, if you were fit, you know, it would have been all right, I think. Uh, and, you know, if Ross Barkley had uh, come back. But yeah, no, we, we go full cir- circle. Uh, it's all about the European Conference. <laughs> leak <laughs> we're all off to the arse end of nowhere in Eastern Europe we want Grealish to stay with us because we want to be so good that we we jump the step of having to like Spurs are doing now having to play in that European Conference League we want to go straight bottom line straight into the Europa League uh, group stages or Champions League that's my only interest in Europe by the way I'm, I'm getting ready for the FA Cup win next season do you go into Europe if you win the FA Cup yes Yes, that's still that's still on the so, table. Yeah. But is it conference or is it Europa League? Europa. Oh, that's all right. Right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so basically, we're in the FA Cup next season. Whatever happens, uh, you've heard that here first. And hopefully, we won't have to play a bunch of fourteen-year-olds this year. <laughs>
and hopefully we won't have to subject defeat on uh, on Jack Grealish's Manchester City. So uh, there's a reason Fucking for it. one, don't we? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to beat them if we're in that final. So uh, it depends if Grealish wants to create that family legacy or not. So if I was him, just on the off chance we are, and you know, we've pulled off some prophecies before on this podcast. So if I was him, just on the off chance we pull off another prophecy, stick around, play for Villa, beat Manchester City, then go off into the sunset. Enjoy your statue. Right. So anyway, enough of this uh, Grealish waffle. Uh, you probably OD'd on it uh, already, but uh, hopefully we found some fresh slants on it and some uh, real uh, opinion rather than all these uh, wishy-washy oh he's, he's so uh, irreplaceable and we don't owe him nothing and uh, that's, or just that's all bullshit the panic button. that's all bullshit you're either with us or you're against us right thank you very much uh, to the people that uh, signed up to be with us uh, this week uh, Mr. Mike Cooper and John Parkin who used to uh last couple of seasons do the uh, player ratings but uh he's off to passages new now because he has to uh get a job and so if there's anybody out there uh who wants to do the player ratings uh do get in touch who's reliable and uh not too harsh <laughs> that's as good as john yeah not as harsh as john uh, do get in touch thank you very much to both of those gentlemen for signing up as annual uh, patrons as well where you get uh, a couple of months off and that equates to about 15 percent. we are just about to uh well readjust uh, the mom's podcast channel because uh, we had to uh, relink it up after Acast uh, did some shenanigans with the dashboard but uh, when you sign up uh, you will get uh, access to the my Man said podcast channel and uh, if you sign up uh, this week, you'll probably get a few shows dropping. And uh, also Match Club, which contains many surprises within its uh, halls. And uh, it's a very good group of uh, fellow villains to uh, get acquainted to and uh, enjoy what should be an interesting season, an interesting week even. So please do go to uh, com and check out uh, the Patreon link on the menu bar and uh, get more details there and join us. Also, uh, please do spread the word on the podcast if you're on social media and you see a link, you know, give it a retweet or uh, just tell your nearest and dearest uh, and let's help get the word out we don't normally uh, hook up with people and do collabs and all that kind of stuff we just uh, want the good people to find us rather than uh, making it too easy for uh, anybody to uh, listen to us very selective so also please do uh, follow on uh, whatever podcast app you're on just so you get notifications for when new shows drop think we will be returning with something for the weekend as well our little preview uh, for weekend games uh, probably after the seville game uh, in the build-up to uh, in the lead-up to the watford game all right any final words gents no, i think we've had a lot of words there david mm-hmm. yep there's only one word left to say stay <laughs> right until next time it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them goodbye goodbye stay stay won't you stay another day? <laughs> Baby! <laughs> Baby, if you got to go away. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.